Leadership File on Premier. My joy to welcome you to another episode of The Leadership File. I'm Andy Peck, your host, coming to you on Premier Radio on Sundays at four and anytime you like via the podcast. A particular welcome if you're from one of the 100 non-UK countries where we know people listen to the show. Premier Radio is always a great place to download the podcast, but also available, of course, on other podcast platforms if that's easier for you. Do, of course, spread the word about the show if you enjoy it. Latest research suggests it's not only Greta Thornburg who is concerned about climate change. Age 15, she came to prominence when she initiated a school strike to raise awareness of the perilous state of the planet. But your young people are also concerned because research by Tear Fund in association with Youthscape have found that whereas 90% of young people surveyed believe climate change to be a major issue, only 10% believe their churches were talking about it. Well, this week I'm delighted to be joined by Dot Tyler, who is co-director of the Justice Conference UK and head of Youth and Emerging Generation team at Tear Fund. So welcome to the show, Dot. It's lovely to be here. So I, I introduced you with a, uh, this title, co-director of the Justice Conference UK, head of Youth and Emerging Generation team at Tear Fund. How do, how do you get into that and what does the role entail? That's a great question. Uh, I need to take you back to 16-year-old Dot, if I may. Um, at 16 years old, I became a Christian. Um, I'd never really encountered faith before or church before. Um, but my friend invited me to church. Well done, friends that invite people to church. It does matter. It does make a difference. Um, and I heard somebody tell me the gospel and they said this. Um, Dot, God made you. He loves you. He thinks you're amazing. But there is sin and shame in your life that separates you from him. But he sent his son, Jesus, to die on a cross, rise again, prove that he is Lord of Lords and invite you into eternal life. And at 16, this is exactly what I, I needed to hear. For some reason, I was just deeply worried about what was going to happen when I when I died. Um, and well, I am a very enthusiastic kind of person. So I became a Christian and I was that young person. You know, the one that sits at the front of church, front row, listening attentively, notepad, pen, as at everything. But it wasn't until I was 22 that somebody explained to me that if you want to be a follower of Jesus, you need to follow him to where he goes. And in the scripture, where he goes is always to the margins towards people who are oppressed in society, to those that live in poverty. And it's almost as if a light bulb went off in my head of, wow, I, I have like followed half of Jesus. I mean, that's not the thing, but you get my drift. Um, sure. My gospel felt really small and my, my heart's desire was, I don't want another generation or more people to have to have that light bulb moment six years into their journey of faith. So I joined Tear Fund, became head of the um, youth team, and part of that role is we believe young people can together bring an end to extreme poverty. And so we hope to influence a national agenda for a theology that includes justice right from the get-go throughout. We want to help young people make tangible changes in their lives to make a difference alongside communities living in poverty. 
And so practically, we speak at events, we produce youth resources, a YouTube channel, and you can find all of that on at We Are Tear Fund. And then last year, um, incredible opportunity to become the co-director for the Justice Conference. And that's a space very similar to that um, idea of, I don't want people to have to have a light bulb moment about justice and faith. Um, so it's a conference aimed at having the conversations about how our theology is deeply rooted in a God who at his core, woven throughout his very being, is justice. So this year we've got, um, well, as everybody else does, an unusual conference approach. Um, we're going digital, but this allows us to partner with loads of other justice conference nations all over the world. And so if you're keen to think about justice and how that weaves into your faith with a global perspective, then the Digital Justice Conference will be on the 21st and 22nd of May this year. Where, where were you when you had your light bulb moment? I was at a Christian Union week at Warwick University where I was helping the students there. <laughs> oh, OK. And, and where, what's, what, where are you from? I um, grew up in Manchester, um, went to University in Leeds, Worked in London for a bit, and now I live in my favourite city of Cardiff. Just a bit of uh, kind of colour and detail. Before we mm -hmm. get into this this research uh, that uh, Tear Fund in association with Youthscape have, have have done, so their attitudes to climate. So give us some more background to the research and how many were surveyed and what were they saying? Yeah, so this came about after um, summer 2019 when we were still allowed to have conferences in person. I was at a youth event and during the worship, a young person came and asked for prayer. And he said, I, I need you to pray for me because I love Jesus, but I'm really struggling to find, find myself at home in the church. And when he explained why, he shared that it's because the church just doesn't seem to talk about care for creation, doesn't seem to do anything to respond to climate. And as the summer went on and went to a few more events, a few more young people asked for similar prayer. And so I guess that just sparked in me, is this one or two young people, are they the anomaly or is this a generational trend? So we launched the research with Youthscape, it's called Burning Down the House. Uh, you can find it at weare.tearfund.org forward slash burning down the house. Um, but the headlines are that nine out of 10 Christian teenagers surveyed say they're concerned about climate change, but only one in 10 think their church is doing enough to respond. This survey surveyed 630 young people and another 23 in focus groups. And I guess their headline um, comment is climate change matters. Church, please join in. Please respond. Concern for climate change has been around a long time. Churches, by and large, don't seem to be convinced it's worth talking about alongside the other things they spend time on. Obviously, you, you're, you're hoping to change things, and it was partly in response to this because of the values that Tier Fund already hold about climate change. Uh, you've launched a, a climate emergency toolkit. So tell me about that and how, how that could assist maybe the church leaders listening to, to get involved in this. Absolutely. Tier Fund have launched their climate emergency toolkit as a really practical tool to help churchgoers of all ages, adults, young people, to respond to the climate crisis. The toolkit has three really simple practical steps to help the church engage. Let me just talk you through those. So the first one is to prepare. Together as a church, 
listen to one another, learn together, learn about the climate crisis, learn about how um, that has impact for communities living in poverty around the world. The second one, declare, make a public statement about your church's response to the climate crisis. And then the third one is to make impact, do something. And that could be something as simple as switching your electricity to a green electricity provider. It could be divesting from fossil fuels or um, engaging with your local community green groups to work together to respond to the climate. You can find the Emergency Toolkit at climateemergencytoolkit.com. Fabulous. Um, now, what do you sense might be the sticking points for, for churches getting involved with this? Because we, as I say, this, this kind of topic's been around a lot. Uh, and some some local churches are doing uh, a great job, I guess you would say, or or at least they're talking about the issues. But manifestly, the, the young people are not finding that. So, what do you think the sticking points are for people? Oh, you're so right. This has been it has been around a long time. Here at Tear Fund, we've been working to respond to the climate crisis for over three decades. Um, and we've seen churches who are doing incredible things. So. Um, a local church in Tring who've become an eco-church or all the way to, you know, at top level Church of England making climate commitments to be net zero by 2030. Um, I guess it's also important to, to think about this being the global church responding. We could tell you about a church in Ethiopia, which Tear Fund are supporting, helping churches respond to the climate change in, in their context. So that looks like teaching new farming techniques or conservation agriculture so that they can adapt to the changing environment. And over three years, that project will benefit 80,000 people. Churches all over the world are doing incredible things to respond to the crisis. But one of the quotes from young people in the research said this, please don't dismiss this as us just trying to be worldly or fashionable. And I guess what young people are seeing as a sticking point for the church is perhaps the church might consider climate response a trend rather than a biblical call. Young people are really biblically literate, uh, aware of the call to care for creation. They quoted in focus groups, um, Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Um, I guess another sinking point is for church leaders, we're so aware of the multiple priorities, the time we find ourselves in. This year, like last year, is such a hard year. But prioritisation of global conversation, responding to the climate crisis, it isn't going away. And so our, our desire, and I guess from young people as well, their desire is that we do something not everything we can't do everything we're not all superheroes but we can take small steps together to respond to the planet fabulous well you're listening to the leadership file with me andy peck i'm joined this week by dot tyler she's the co-director of the justice conference uk and head of youth and emerging emerging generation team at tier fund we'll be back just after this well, welcome back to the leadership file with me andy peck i'm joined this week by uh, Dot Tyler, she's the co-director of the Justice Conference UK, head of youth and emerging generation team at Tier Fund. We're talking particularly about recent 
research that conversation with uh, sorry in collaboration with youthscape which found that uh that young people are particularly concerned about uh climate change 90 percent or so of those surveyed but they believe only 10 percent of the churches they're part of uh, are actually uh talking about this issue at all so we're talking a little bit about uh why this might be uh, and what some of the uh ways in which we can um address it but also in a more broader sense uh, in terms of young people and and mission as, as such and that's particularly going to be the focus in the, the second part of the um of, of our conversation so dart you've been <clears throat> we've been talking about climate change and, and young people and concern you you've mentioned the word justice your um your head of the um uh the uh, Justice Conference UK and of course the two very much come into into play because we we're concerned about the, the, the climate change because of the planet itself but also because of the impact that that, that climate change would have and can have and is having uh, upon the poorest of the poor so it's the particularly the poor poorer nations and poorer peoples who are going to be affected if uh, sea levels rise etc and also uh, as as the effect on the uh, environment takes place uh, in terms of their own uh, livelihoods so perhaps some you can you can talk a little about the, uh, the 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 fact that young people are getting involved in this and uh, certainly some people outside uh, looking in think well young people tend to be selfish uh, and you're trying to get them to think more broad but how have you found things i think that um one of the interesting things about this generation that makes them really unique is that they are more globally connected than any generation to previously walk the face of the earth. And because they are digital right, yeah. natives, so they they never got a email address. They don't, they don't remember all of a sudden getting the internet. It's always been there. Yes. Um, they, I guess this is their world. To quote one of the young people, they said, climate change is going to affect us all, but the poorest will be affected the most. And they're, they're really, they are more aware than I guess we might think they are. Um, another young person said, climate change isn't a problem for yesterday. It isn't a problem for tomorrow. It's a problem for right now and needs to be addressed now. So when they hear, um, they're scrolling through their Instagram feed, for example, and they come across a story like Jesse in Malawi, who is struggling to feed her family because of the impacts of the climate crisis. They've got that on their phone, on one app, scrolling through Instagram, and then they pull up their Bible app and they read Mark 12, where it says um, the invitation to love God and love others. What young people are doing is deeply and meaningfully connecting the two. And the research is like evidence of that, I guess, that for young people, their world is big. It's bigger than perhaps us of older generations have experienced and my encouragement to us is to celebrate the bigness of their, their world to encourage the bigness of it bigness isn't a word i appreciate um but i think the world will be better because young people are globally aware um so not to put limits on young people but to say how actually in, instead how can we learn from what you're experiencing of our globally connected world um I guess if you are looking for tangible ways to engage your young people and because young people, you know, teenagers, it's a hard time of life, isn't it? And sometimes humankind, we are selfish. But to channel that 
inspiration for justice and care for creation. If you want resources to help you do that, please go to weare.tearfund.org because sometimes all of us, don't we, in our human nature, we need a little prod to move out of our selfish space into our generous, life-giving, God-given purpose, destiny-chasing space. <laughs> No, that's that's really helpful. And uh, I guess I'm asking, you know, what advice you'd give to church leaders? And I think you started to give them, uh, give some advice, because perhaps the assumption is that the mission is for the prayer warriors, the older folk who have, have, have grown up knowing perhaps folk within their congregation who've who've gone to some part of the world for a, a lifetime of service. And um, it can be easy to assume that the young people are not really bothered by all that, but th certainly this research and certainly what you're finding at Tear Fund is that actually we're, we're talking to people who are very at a, in a very different, quotes, world than those that um, mm -hmm. many have grown up in, as you've su suggested. So, so that's really helpful. You've tr you've travelled to areas where, where a Tear Fund works, no doubt, um, presumably with young people. What, what have you found when you've uh, taken young people on trips? Back in the days when we could travel. <laughs> <laughs> Back in those, those days. Um, well, I'd love to tell you about a friend of mine, um, Marc Antoine. He is the country director for um, Tear Fund in Haiti. Incredible pastor, incredible youth leader. Um, and he's working alongside two young people, um, probably in their 20s, um, called James and Obed, who... Um, and this is a great example of the entrepreneurship of young people. Um, they saw the situation going on in Haiti and the waste management system there is uh, challenging. Uh, people use the streets, the rivers, the seas as their rubbish dump. And um, James attended a seminar on environmental protection, began experimenting with making things out of plastic, got his friend Obed along. He's like, guys, look what we could do. Um, and amazing young people. They don't wait for somebody to say, oh, yeah, you could do this. They just said, we're going to start a company. This is going to be great. We're going to work in recycling. And Marc Antoine, what a great youth pastor, a community leader. His response was to go, yes, how can we support you? How can we like, put everything we can to help you do this? And they started a business to make products like backpacks and laptop bags, lunch boxes using discarded water sachets that otherwise would have ended up on the streets or in the sea contributing to the climate crisis. And I think the thing that's so beautiful about that is it reminds us once again, oh, sorry, you go. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, it's terrific to hear. So yeah, keep, keep going. Yes, please. I think it reminds us again, the entrepreneurial spirit of young people and what Mark's doing with um, young people in Haiti is helping them go through leadership training and courses that again make sure that this is really theologically underpinned this is not just a fun fashionable thing this is part of our biblical calling as followers of jesus i was going to ask you the question and i think you're sort of, sort of hinting <laughs> at it you know how easy it is to to measure your work of mobilizing youth because you know you're, you're you're engaging with youth you're helping you're spreading the message as it were but i guess it's lovely to hear that some people have picked this up like you did when you were mm -hmm. 22 um um and, and run with it 
So I'm not saying you, you've, there's a kind of a youthometer that you can, <laughs> you can pick up and, and, and say, yeah, this person has got it. But how do you reflect upon your, the work of Tear Fund and Amongst Youth and the kind of impact you're, you're making? I think there's two things with that. So one is looking at what young people are doing while they are young people, because they're not waiting to be in their 30s to have like a long term impact. They're starting now. Um, I was at an event again when we were allowed to be at events where we invited young people to take the microphone and say in responding to creation and justice, what are you going to do? And, oh, Andy, it was amazing. I just, I have goosebumps even telling you about it. Because young person after young person would come to the microphone in front of hundreds of their friends, like the courage it takes to do that. And one after another, one person would say, I'm going to start praying every day for the world. The next person would say, I'm going to go into a career in the tech industry to rethink how we get the materials that go into our laptops. I was like, wow, that's so specific. They're really thinking about this. Another young person would say, I'm going to change my lifestyle. I'm going to stop buying fast fashion. So I think when we think about the long term, like what this, how we measure this, I think we measure it in what they're doing now. And we also measure it in who, who are they going to become and how do we help them take the DNA of Jesus, of this big gospel story into them becoming teachers, politicians, policymakers, whatever they're going to become. How do we help them take that DNA of Jesus? And as you say, there's no uh, euthometer for it. But my hope is that 10, 20 years time, the world will look so different, so much better because of what these young people are doing now and will do then. Great to hear. And it's an inspiration for those in church leadership who may be undervalued or underinvested in the children and youth. Mm -hmm. And you'll know that nationwide we, we are facing something of a challenge with so many local churches not having uh, youth and children's groups uh, you know this can be a key area for us as a, as a nation to be to be focusing on my last question uh, dot is if you had a spiritual magic wand and i appreciate that the concept <laughs> of magic and spiritual probably don't go together but if you had a spiritual magic wand okay what would you do to to help local churches uh, within this kind of climate justice kind of world what would be the sort of things you'd you'd long for local churches to be doing i love the thought of a spiritual magic wand um <laughs> what would i love churches to be doing i'd love churches to be doing their next thing to respond to the climate crisis i'd love churches to invite young people to lead the way to invite them to be at the forefront to see the global church do what we can to give generously, pray passionately, take action to respond to climate change. And let me leave you with um, one more quote from um, the research of a young person. And hear it with so much love if you're in church leadership. They say this, step up. I haven't heard anything from you. And so my magical spiritual wand would be that the church is so loud and so proactive because our Jesus calls us to love God and to love others. Well, Dot, that's, that sounds like a terrific uh, exhortation to us all to involve young people far more in, uh, 
in our thinking and also to look to them perhaps more than we might have done for direction and leadership as well as um, seeking to equip them for leadership as well. So thank you so much for, for all you've shared. Oh, thank you, so, Andy. So uh, just just a reminder of, so We Are Tier Fund, you mentioned that website a few times, so just remind us again. Yeah, if you want resources to help with your young people, you can go to weare.tearfund.org. Or if you want to download the Climate Emergency Toolkit, you can find that at climateemergencytoolkit.com. Brilliant. Well, you've been listening to The Leadership File with me, Andy Pett. My thanks to Dot Tyler. Thank you, Dot. Thank you. <laughs> uh, she's the co-director of the Justice Conference UK uh, and head of youth and emerging generation team at Tier Fund. Uh, the uh, Justice Conference UK takes place digitally this year, 21st, 22nd of May. You can uh, connect, of course, with that and um, uh, do as, as, as Dot has exhorted, go to their website and find out more about the resources that are possible for you to utilise if, if you're part of a, uh, a, ch a church grouping or have leadership within uh, your young people group. So um, my, my gratitude to you for, for tuning in and for listening this week or listening via podcast if that's how you choose to consume your content you can of course get more content via your podcast provider or by going to premier's own website and uh, downloading the on-demand content from there with other shows available each week my thanks again and uh, may god bless you as you lead in the week ahead mm -hmm.